baby Jesus was born and the shepherds, more than likely, the shepherds were Jewish boys, Jewish men. Mary and Joseph, of course, were Jewish man and woman. But now you have Gentiles, which were non-Jewish people coming from the east. Uh, We have followed his star and they knew that something was going to occur And of course, as we all know, they go to Jerusalem and that's where Herod is. And he asks of them, we have seen his star and they eventually go to Bethlehem and they present their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and the great old song, We Three Kings. Welcome everyone to our 73rd podcast, Renew Your Mind. Um, With us today is Reverend John Nail. He's our visitation pastor and he was our our senior pastor of of past years. Sorry, there's way too many pasts in there. <laughs> um, so we are talking about uh, the season of Advent, and um, John's taken us up. Reverend John has taken us up to right up to Christmas, and then um, the Sunday after Christmas. Um, what candle do we light at that point in time? Well, usually on the Sunday after, which this year will be the 26th, mm-hmm. uh, the Christ candle is still lit, and that will burn for at least, usually it burns for at least a couple of weeks, but there will be no Advent candles. Sometimes they're removed, uh, sometimes they're just left in the, the wreath, and they're not lit. Okay. Uh, and so you focus in on the the Christ candle. The the church in the liturgical calendar, as we said last time, uh, the church's year begins the first Sunday of Advent, which can be as late as towards the end, the very end of November, Mm -hmm. or as early as around the second or third of December. Well, the liturgical year just doesn't stop uh, come December 26th. There's a short period of time uh, usually a week or 10 days up until January 6th, uh, called Christmas Tide, where uh, focuses and talk about what happened in the birth of the baby. Now, and, and this, we, I do not mean it to burst anyone's bubbles, but uh, most historians think that the wise men came with their gifts after the scene in the manger. If Matthew is read, it mentions 12 days following that they came to a house. Uh, But we, because of society and media and everything over the years, we have always lumped shepherds and wise men uh, in the manger scene. Uh, In the great movie, Ben-Hur, the shepherds are there they're looking at Mary and Joseph and the babe, and all of a sudden, these very ornate, wise men, magi, come in riding their camels, and they present their gifts. But that occurs on January 6th, which begins a new season in the liturgical calendar called mm-hmm. Epiphany. Okay. And what that means, it's now a revelation of the good news, the presentation of Christ to the Gentiles. Uh, When baby Jesus was born and the shepherds, more than likely, the shepherds were Jewish boys, Jewish men. Mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph, of course, were Jewish man and woman. But now 
you have Gentiles, which were non-Jewish people coming from the East, which historians will say maybe Iran or Iraq, Persia. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have followed his star. We have seen, and these were probably astrologers or astronomers and the Zodiac and all of that. And they knew that something was going to occur And of course, as we all know, they go to Jerusalem and that's where Herod is. And he asks of them, we have seen his star and they eventually go to Bethlehem and they present their gifts Mm -hmm. of gold, frankincense and myrrh and the great old song, We Three Kings. Well, that season is called the season of the epiphany, which is a revealing And so the lessons that begin then are bringing in the Gentiles. In other words, the baby Jesus who would grow up to be Lord Jesus was not presented simply to the Jewish people, but to the world. Mm -hmm. And so now you have Jewish people coming and you have non-Jewish people. And so it's an opening. And that lasts, the season of Epiphany lasts for six to eight weeks. And usually the last Sunday of Epiphany is the Sunday of the Transfiguration where Jesus goes up on the mountain and uh, has this uh, revelation where Moses and Elijah, the two of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, go there with him and Peter, James, and John come up with him mm-hmm. uh, in this, this wonderful moment. But that becomes the end moment where Jesus now begins. Ash Wednesday would be two days later, of course, Wednesday. And uh, that's the beginning of the big penitential season, Mm -hmm. season of reflection, introspection, the season of Lent. And there again, we bring back the color purple. And, you know, some people stay away in the symbolism, but the symbolism to me means something. One of the things that's often done, and I probably should have mentioned it in the last podcast, is quite often... A Christmas tree, an evergreen tree, is presented in the sanctuary, and there are symbols decorated like ornaments mm-hmm. on the tree, and there are different symbols. There may be a symbol of a fish, there may be a symbol of a cross, there may be a symbol of a crown, and these white symbols are placed on the Christmas tree, and it's called a Christman ornament, mm-hmm. and there to teach people. Well, why is the fish symbol there? Why is the cross symbol there? Uh, why is there a crown offered? Uh, these are things to teach, and uh, they are they are moments. You know, I'm sure children have said to their parents, "Why is the minister pouring water on the baby?" Mm-hmm. or "Why is?" the minister pouring water on that young girl or that older gentleman or that young man, uh, which is baptism, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, why are we having the cup and why are we having the bread? These are all uh, symbols uh, to, to teach us and to lead us to something. And so the church calendar is to teach us and Mm -hmm. to educate us. uh, But we, unfortunately have to avail ourselves and i i've never been one some of my brothers and sisters have i think been erroneous oh it's good to see all you people here on christmas eve i hope i you know really Mm -hmm. sort of downplaying 
they don't come the next Sunday, which is true, but I've never felt that was the nicest thing to do to um, excoriate people who may not be there the following Sunday. But uh, our faith encourages us to educate and to move farther down the road in our journey. Absolutely. I mean, because we will probably get a lot of people walking through the doors on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, and we, um, you know, it's not as uh, scary to come into a, mm-hmm. a Christmas Eve service, but it, it might be a little intimidating to come that following Sunday. And that's right. what we want to talk about in our next mm-hmm. podcast as well. Um, you know, what more is there for each one of us to do? Um so I appreciate you saying that. Um, let's see, after, let's see, we went up through um, the season of Lent. Mm-hmm. And then what comes after that on the calendar? Easter. Easter. Yep. Uh, Lent will end, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, on, on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday is Easter, and that will take us for 50 days, mm-hmm. um, which Jesus walked and talked with his disciples and was physically visible for 40 of those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great passage, uh, on what they call on the Emmaus Road, where the two disciples are walking and Jesus accompanies them, comes into the and they talk and, and they invite him, which was a wonderful Jewish custom, come on into the house, we're going to have something to eat. Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes in and in the breaking of the bread, they realized who is there with him and he is in a different kind of body and he's able to leave, you know, amazingly Mm -hmm. so. And then that continues. And then on the 40th day, which usually I think is a Thursday, Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the Ascension and Jesus physically leaves this earth and he says to his disciples, stay in Jerusalem and the comforter, the advocate will come. And then 10 days later, which is called Pentecost, the Holy Spirit de- descends upon them. And then you come into the season of Pentecost and that takes you into the fall season. And it used to be called the kingdom tide and that takes you to the end of November. Okay. And like we said about Advent, there are readings uh, to get you through uh, those particular seasons, um, you know, maybe it will be the season uh, of Epiphany in, in, the, in the gospel lessons of Matthew. And so the minister or priest will, will have Matthew and, you know, maybe Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, or Matthew five fifteen, and, mm-hmm. and maybe the following year it's the gospel of Luke, and you have the great parables to talk about. And and so the calendar does that, and, and it helps the minister or priest to, to move through the year, uh, and, and it helps direct him to, to teach and, mm-hmm. and, and move on with his or her people. And that's where you had mentioned in the previous podcast, it's a lectionary? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, it's a three it's a three year season. It begins, as I said, on the first Sunday of Advent. And that will take you through. And then I believe this year is season three, excuse me, season C. C, okay. And that will get you through to the end of November. And then you'll go back to A. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's, there's, and usually, like I said, there's, there's a psalm reading. It's an Old Testament reading. 
there's a gospel reading, mm-hmm. and then there's something from the epistles. And no preacher preaches all four, but he or she will blend in that maybe the psalm uh, is, you know, has a reference or a foretaste. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I mean, back to Advent, you'll have the season where. For unto us is born, a virgin shall conceive. And then you have maybe the Luke passage where Mary gives birth to the Christ child. Or when you come into the Lenten season, you'll have Psalm 22, which, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. And the reading from the gospel is Jesus on the cross saying, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? So, Oh, I think it's really helpful to go through the whole um, calendar kind of mm-hmm. all at once because... Right. I mean, we all remember, I think we remember these things as we as we go to church each Sunday, but, you know, I, for one, I don't have the liturgical right. calendar sure. up on my fridge, and, right. um, and, um, and it and, helps me to understand it better. <laughs> and during Advent, quite often you can go to Hallmark or some of the other, and there actually mm-hmm. are Advent calendars mm-hmm. that begins, and as a family, we were talking earlier about having the wreaths and the children or the parent, guardian, lighting the candle. You can turn back a day, mm-hmm. and, and there might be a scripture reading, and you know, you, so dad, mother, father, somebody can read that. Okay, a son or daughter can read it and say, this is what it is. So Okay. Um, so I think... That takes us through the, you know, the Christmases, or Christmas, or, or Christmas, or the celebration of the baby Jesus's uh, birth is is the beginning, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about in our next podcast how you know what what are the the next steps or mm-hmm. where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. I think that's what you and I had sure. talked about. So, um, any other thoughts before we leave? No, I mean it. it <sighs> The, the, the scriptures are there to teach, to edify, mm-hmm. to instruct, and we need to avail ourselves of that. Now, I don't think there's really anyone that can completely understand, you know, some of the, the great questionable scriptures, not that they're questionable in and of themselves, but just challenge our thinking. Well, really, what does this scripture mean? Uh, but we don't, when I was thinking about getting together with you, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater simply because we cannot understand, you know, uh, as I heard someone say, uh, the great sermon on the mount, and it's in all four gospels, it's the only story that's in all four gospels, other than the passion, but uh, mm-hmm. that's something else of itself. But, uh, you know, was it really 5,000 people? Well, Back then, basically, males, men were counted. So if a father and mother were there and maybe they had a child or two, so there could easily be ten to 15,000 mm-hmm. there gathered around Jesus to you know, hear his, his great words in the Sermon on the Mount. So, uh, and, and sometimes people will pick the smallest, well, I, I can't believe that, so I'm, I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing, and and that's it's wrong to do that. I mean, there are scriptures that, to this day, challenge me, and I, I, I can't wrap my hands around it. But I believe that there's truth there and something to be gained by mulling it over, thinking about it, reflecting, or 
researching or trying mm-hmm. to understand it better. And uh, the reading the before and after, whatever, you know, maybe one can't wrap their, their mind about it. Like, like you said, you can't just throw it out. Maybe you just don't understand it at that point in time. But Okay, well, that's great. I You're think welcome. I think we will wrap it up right there. Um, let's see. We are still before um, Christmas, so our Christmas Eve services at the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord. Um, we're located on 215 South Center Street. We'll be on Friday the 24th. Uh, we have a family service at 4 p.m. and a liturgical service at 6 p.m. And uh, if you Google us on our website, uh, First United Methodist Church, uh, you'll find in, uh, all the information, uh, location, and um, a whole bunch of other good stuff about our church as well. So thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>